0: Thank you, Lord. As you head back to your seats, tap your neighbor, your brother, or sister, say you're a son or your daughter. Hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everybody. We can get the lights on for just a second. My name is Pastor Sweaty. No joking, my name is Pastor JR. If I haven't got the chance to meet you yet, alongside with my wife or the youth pastors here at the Building Christian Fellowship, Whew. this whole morning has been in faith. This whole morning, things didn't work out, live stream ain't working, stream didn't work, but God, and in my 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 expectation from today, if I can say this boldly and in faith, is that whatever happens today, that it doesn't just stay here, that the freedom that we can experience can be the freedom that our friends and our family can experience as well, that you can lead people to salvation at your job, you can lead people to salvation at your schools, you can lead people to salvation in wherever you're at, that we're not just trying to make more church attenders, but people that abide in the word of God. That's what my heart is after. That, that's, that's what I've been praying about. That's what I'm passionate about for our young people. That they don't have to experience the same bondage that their older brothers and older sisters or their parents experienced. Generational curses. Things that have tormented family year after year. Alcoholism. Addiction to pornography. Lust. Toxic relationships. Relationships. Getting married just for the sake of getting married. All right. Come on. That we live a life for Christ and whatever he leads us, that's where we go. Yeah. We have to have the heart that says, you know what? God, if your spirit doesn't go before me, I'm not going to go. Yeah. 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 I don't care how good it looks on the surface. I don't care what promises it tries to make me. I know the truth of who you are and I know that you're a provider. Yeah. I know that you're a protector. I know that you're a deliverer. And I don't have to look any other places but you. It's happened too many times, and I'm noticing this, and I'm not trying to accuse our church of it. It's the building Christian fellowship, you know? We're perfect. Joking. We're not perfect. But to speak of the church, capital C church, I've noticed too often that we're not building people to abide in the word of God. People have become comfortable with just being around what's going on. Well, as long as I make it the service, I'm not saying to tell you to stop coming to church. Don't, 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 don't take that word for it, okay? But it happens too often that we arrive in the place where we're in a body of believers and we miss the move of God. Because we treat God's word like a la carte. Like, well, I'll take the, the success part and I'll take the part where it says he can set me free and he can free me from my guilt and my shame. But I'm going to live my life the rest of the way that I want to everywhere else. That when we abide in God's word, that means that we have set our lives down for him. I heard somebody say earlier this week on a podcast that I listened to you that the person that you are in private is the person that you really are. That you might know the Bible from front to back. You might, been in, you might have been a pew baby, been in church your whole life. But if you're only righteous on the outside, but the inside of you, as the Bible talks about, is like a whitewashed tomb, you're only fooling yourself. So we're going to go to the word today. Turn with me to John chapter 8. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to read from my paper Bible today. Falling apart. But my life isn't. But anyways. <laughs> John chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 31. And this might sound a little bit familiar. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word. Somebody say Abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you what free, free. they answered him we are Amber, we are abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone can the church say cap we've never been in bondage to anyone jesus well the, the egypt time was just one time the babylon, the babylon babylonians was just one time the Uh, The the Romans aren't really in control of us. Who are you to say we will be made free? Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Put your, put your pin there. Put your pin there. We're going to get back to that. And a slave does not abide. Somebody say abide. Abide. In the house forever. But a son abides. Somebody say abides, abides. Forever. Therefore we just sang it, we just shouted out, we we, we repeated it over and over again. If the sun makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Free indeed. If you're taking notes this morning, I know it's 1155 and kickoff is about to start. I'm a Niners fan too, okay? But I really feel like That little time we're trying to be entertained isn't worth us experiencing true freedom here at the church. I'm not trying to be super churchy, super spiritual, but I believe that a moment can set up the rest of the eternity. A couple of hours watching a football game only satisfies you for a moment. But the the title of today's message is come on in. Look at your neighbor and say, come on in. Now here's the interesting part, right? Jesus is talking to these people, these Jewish people that have an understanding of who God is. Hundreds and hundreds of years have gone by. They know who God is. They, they tell stories of the miracles that he's done and the signs and wonders that he's done in their people's lives. God has answered promises. He came through on his word each and every time. But here comes the Messiah, the fulfillment of everything that they've known, everything that they've learned about. To tell them that, listen, if you commit sin, then you're a slave to sin. You're in bondage. And what was their response? We've never been in bondage to anyone. That's interesting. Because if you look at the history and the track record of the people of God, the Israelites, let's just take it back to Exodus. Let's just take it back to Exodus. They got freed from the people of Egypt. And over and over again, this was the track record of them. They get free. They do their own thing. They get in trouble and in bondage again and cry to God for help. And what is God doing in his faithfulness? He frees them. He's like, look, don't do the same things that you've been doing. And they do them again. And they do them again. And they do them again. There's something that we can learn from this. There's something that we can learn from the word of God. That when you do your own thing, when you do things in your own strength, when you do things in your own knowledge, it leads to bondage. Because at your very best is way, way below the standard of God. I don't care how righteous you think you are. I don't care how many Bible verses you know. I don't care how many ministries you serve in. That there is no righteousness that you can add up to add up to the goodness and the glorious uh, uh, righteousness of God. There's only one way for us to experience freedom, saints. It's not a five-step program. It's not seven ways to get free. It's one five-letter powerful word. And what did we say earlier? Starts with A. Hint. Starts with A. What is it? Erica's with me. It's okay. Me and you, babe. It's all good. To the end. (laughs) Five-letter word starts with A. It's what? Abide. Abide. Now, I know that word abide can seem kind of heavy. And for those of you guys that need a little bit more information, those C's out there that are taking your disc assessment, that need that information, abide means to to, to continue in. To continue in. So what God is saying in other translations, if you read in the New Living Translation, it says, continue in my word. That seems like a daunting task. Most of us can barely keep our New Year's resolution. How's it going, by the way? It's day 29. That's how we treat righteousness with god we treat like okay this year god i'm gonna do better this god i know 2022 i, I kind of messed up and i did all these things i said i wasn't gonna do again god but this time it's gonna be different i'm gonna get up and i'm reading my bible every day and i'm gonna pray every day and then it gets quieter and quieter and next thing you know for those of you guys that use the bible app that that 365 uh, days in the bible next thing you know you're like 30 days behind and it's like well i might as well just go ahead and end this because uh <laughs> Ain't no catching up. I'm speaking about myself. I actually did that last year. But God is not going to give us vision without provision. God is not going to ask us to do something without giving us the power to do it. He didn't just say, all right, look, here are all my rules. Go do it. That's how the law worked out. It's like, look, these are all, these are all the laws that you need to keep in order to be righteous. And the people failed every time. Every single time. So Jesus says, look, abide in my word. Follow me. Chase after me. And you can experience truth. Somebody say truth. Truth. That's the beauty of it. That that God is is the way, the truth, and the life. When we have a better knowledge of who God is, we have a better knowledge of who we are. So when we experience real truth, when we can be truthful with ourselves, truthful of our situation, being able to say, look, you know what? I don't have it together. Anything that I could ever do won't amount to anything. God, I need your help. And most of us get to that point and God is like, "All right, look. You know that person you've been texting? Stop texting them." Hey, I know you're dealing with issues of lust and pornography. Maybe you shouldn't be on Instagram so late. Hey, 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 that person that 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 that, that I told you to, to get away from, stop giving them likes and emojis on Facebook. Like, well, I'm not talking to them really. I'm just liking their picture. Like, it's not bad, that bad, Pastor. And honest to God, I, I'm not trying to call anybody. I'm not trying to condemn you. This message isn't meant for you guys to feel bad about yourself, but it's an invitation to experience what real freedom is. Right. Yeah. I'm not standing up here like I got it all together. I'm not standing here like I don't have to put in the same work that everybody else has to as a Christian. Then I realized that, look, if I don't get up in the morning and pray and read my word, I'm setting myself up for failure. And let's go back to that verse. Verse number 33. Let's go to 33. It says, they answered him. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say we'll be made free? Now, earlier parents, I said, can the church say cap? That means that they were lying, okay? Cap means lying. I'll keep y'all up. We have a parent meeting afterwards. I'll get y'all all cut up on the lingo. We'll be set, all right? We can do this together, okay? We'll do this together. But the people of God were in denial. Like, not only had they been put into bondage in their past, but they were currently under bondage. They were truthful with the situation that they were in, not only physically, but spiritually. Because it was their spiritual bondage that led them into that physical bondage. Right, come on. Know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So here's how Jesus responds. And Jesus is slick. Jesus would be trying to put it plain like He like Jesus is like king of the metaphors, man. Like Jesus would be like trying to break it down to people and they'd be missing it. I'll be missing it sometimes, too. But it says this. It says, most assuredly, in verse 34, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Now, for those of you guys that got a little bit of a pucker factor and are like, commits? You mean everybody? Everybody sins, Pastor JR. You mean everybody can't be a disciple of God? When you look at that word commits in the original language, the tense that is used in is not just anybody that does it, right? It's somebody that practices sin. Y'all hearing me? It's somebody that prepares to sin. Like I remember one time, those of you guys might remember this. Erica had a birthday probably like eight years ago. And this is just before we got married. So like probably a month or two before we got married, I was staying at my dad's house. We assigned a lease for her to stay at an apartment in Vacaville. So I thought, it's her birthday. She's getting off of work. I'm going to call 30 people to be in a one-bedroom apartment. (laughs) And my wife doesn't like surprises, by the way. And I'm like, I'm going to do a big, I'm going to surprise her. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare an ice cream cake. For all y'all that were at Jericho Wisdom's birthday yesterday. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I know what to do. Okay, so I'll go ahead and I'll get like these little square sponge cakes. And I'll put them together on a pan. And I'll, I'll lay the ice cream on top. I'll quickly stick it in the freezer. And everything will be good. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. She'll love this. She don't love it. But anyways, I opened the freezer. To give Erica this ice cream cake and it was flat it was terrible is it, that second it melted it melted and here's the point that I'm trying to get to is that if you're in the habit of preparing sin and you're in denial you need to check yourself and check your heart here becomes the thing right if you have an addiction to pornography and you call yourself watching TV MA shows, maybe it's not a good idea for you to watch TV MA shows because of the nudity, because of the things that you can be exposed to. If you have an alcohol addiction, maybe you shouldn't be at the bar. If you have an issue with lust and you see sister so-and-so coming to walk by and you know, bro, you better be staring at the ceiling. I'm trying to, I'm trying to equip you for life here. Because the problem becomes like, I don't have a problem. Who are you to say that I'll be made free? I am free. We sung the song earlier, remember? But in reality, you're caught in this habitual sin, doing the same thing over and over and over again. What becomes a thing? What becomes our habit? I come crying to the altar, but my life's not changed. My my marriage is in a mess because I've I've been dealing with all these things leading me into lust. And I come crying when things come to the end and nothing changes because i don't take the time to change to prepare myself for righteousness is anybody hearing me yeah. that you not preparing yourself to do things righteously is you setting yourself up for failure let's go on to verse 36 and as i come to a close verse 35 excuse me it says and a slave does not abide in the house forever But a son, somebody say son, Son. abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That this freedom is not for a moment. This freedom is not just to free you from the guilt. This freeze is not just to free you from the condemnation, but this freedom sets you up for the rest of eternity. Like we don't just come into service and set up songs to talk about how free we are and to go out and to live life in bondage. We don't just open up our scriptures and do devotionals together just to get a knowledge of the word of God and not put it into practice. The word says that whom the son has set free is free indeed. You want to know why? Because those of us that are following God, that are abiding in his word, are not just being hearers of his word, but doers of his word. That's the difference. You can be Christian by profession. You can be Christian by tradition. I grew up in church. My whole life, pew baby, at all the services, 7, 9, 11, 3, 6, all the the, uh, overnight revivals, watch night service, last seven words, all the services, okay? I was at all of them. And I thank God for my family. I thank God for them making me go to all those services. Because if I could be transparent, I didn't experience freedom until I was an adult. I can truthfully and honestly say I didn't experience salvation until I was an adult. That as a youth pastor I come to the realization like hmm that, that scripture where it says raise up a child in the way that they should go so that when they grow older they might not depart from it. That started to make sense to me because it happened in my life. That when I had the opportunity to make my own decisions when I had the opportunity to have a relationship with God for myself that became the place that I, I rested it in. So as we all stand to our feet, parents, I want to give you a peace of mind. These these cats over here be tripping. They do. They're like, what? Are we trying to wrap me up? Like the funny thing about it is like they try to come and have me like, Jerry, you're on my side, right? You're on my side. Like, nah, bro, you're tripping. Like you need to, you need Jesus. But I truly believe this morning. That each and every person, every man, every woman, young person, old person, father, son, whatever, can experience true freedom. Pride didn't work before. Why would it work now? Your pride is what got you into that bondage you thinking that you could handle certain things, but, you know, I'll give this part to God. That's what got you into bondage. Let's not fool ourselves. It says the truth will set you free. That truth is Jesus. And the reason why I titled this message was not to exclude anybody, not to push anybody away, not to make you feel condemned, but even in your situation, even in your bondage, even in your depression, even in your addiction, you have an opportunity to come on in. You have an opportunity to abide in the word of God. So if I can get my intercessors ready, I'm going to make it easy for some of y'all. All available intercessors, elevate leaders, please come to the front. Because some of us need to be set free. Some of us might have the rest of the congregation fooled like, We got it all going together and that we're saved and we're not going through anything. But the Bible says that whom the Son who sets free is free indeed. And I believe if you can be humble enough and and lay down your pride for just a second, you can experience the freedom that God wants you to have. So I'm going to quote quote, quote scripture. Come, all who are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus ready to give you do you really think that you have the strength to hold that sin that you've been holding on to? do you really think that you have the strength to hold on to the sin that has tripped up generations? come to the altar now is not the time for pride now is not the time for you to act like you have it all together but here in this place here at this church is a safe place for you to be made well again To be made whole again, to be fulfilled again, to be set free from bondage, to be set free from depression, to be set free from addiction, to be set free from pornography, to be set free from all the things that keep us bound. Don't wait. Don't look around. Your friends don't hold the gavel. Our Lord holds the gavel. He is the judge and he is giving you an opportunity to be made free.